Section 5A of The Family Kitchen Gardener. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bologna Times. The Family Kitchen Gardener by Robert Buist. Section 5A. Cabbage. Brassica oleracea variety chopin french weisskopfkall german the cabbage is one of the most ancient and esteemed vegetables and as an esculent it stands in the highest estimation the name is applied to the firm head or ball that is formed by the leaves folding close over each other like all other cultivated plants, the cabbage has undergone so many changes and assumed so many varieties that it is not easy to give a description that will apply to the whole. Without exaggeration, many of the sorts are as far superior to others in flavor as cream is to sour milk, yet we continue to grow, year after year, the same varieties, some of which are so rank and strong that they are only fit for the cattle-yard or cow-shed, to the neglect of others, which are not only tender and delicious to the taste, but are truly agreeable to the olfactory organs. The principal varieties in cultivation are the following. Early York. This is a valuable early variety, which has been cultivated upwards of one hundred years. Its earliness and delicate taste and flavor keeps it in estimation. The heads are small, round, slightly heart-shaped, and very firm. From its very dwarf growth a great many can be planted in a small space. Rows one foot apart and eight inches from plant to plant. Large York. A variety of the former, of larger growth, and fully two weeks later it is the variety cultivated extensively for the markets about philadelphia late york is another variety improved in size but inferior in flavor and is under the same culture three weeks later than the early york early nonpareil is one of the best sorts in cultivation it heads freely and is of a good size and very delicate flavor Early Vanac is another sweet and delicately flavored variety, in shape very similar to the early York, though larger and a little later. The flavor is equal, if not superior, to that universally esteemed sort. Early Battersea is a roundish, oval-headed variety. It is most excellent while young, before it becomes hard, and continues a considerable time in use. It is well adapted for cottage culture. Early sugar-loaf is a very distinct sort. The heads are perfectly conical, the leaves erect and spoon-shaped. The heads are not so firm as those already noticed, but, unless for variety, it is not desirable, as the hot weather destroys its quality. Early Dutch is a variety that connects the more early sorts with the drumhead Spring-sown seed will be fit to cut in August and September, and for the table is the only desirable variety of the late sorts. 
flat dutch or drumhead hundreds of acres of this cabbage are cultivated in this vicinity for city use and shipping to southern ports they are sold at about two dollars fifty cents per one hundred it is a large spreading cabbage generally very broad and flat at the top of a close and firm nature it comes to perfection about the middle of september and will continue till january seed sown in may will come into use in october and continue till february bergen is also a drumhead variety larger and coarser than the former it is most eligible for feeding cattle or making sauerkraut savoy cabbage there are four varieties of this cabbage out the curled and drumhead will suffice for our purpose the curled savoy is a delightful winter vegetable improved in flavor by a considerable frost it does not head firm but the whole of the head is fit for the kitchen drumhead savoy grows to a large size nearly round and a little flattened at the top it is the principal sort for the market like large cabbages it fills the eye but the curled is the best for family use it pleases the taste red dutch this sort is esteemed principally as a choice pickle and is sometimes sliced in salad in its raw state it is of middle size heart-shaped heading very hard and the whole of a red purplish color the darker the color and the more thick and fleshy the leaves without any white in the ribs and veins the more valuable it is in perfection from october till christmas all these sorts of cabbage are biennial being raised from seed and attaining perfection the first year and in the second shooting up the stalk to flower and seed after which they wholly perish to save for seed on the approach of winter bury the roots and stems with a part of the cabbage slantingly in the ground and in severe weather cover the heads lightly with straw when spring comes uncover them and as the stems grow tie them up to prevent their being destroyed by the wind the seed will ripen in june or july clean it and put away in a dry place for use if two varieties of the brassica tribe are saved for seed in the same year they should be in the extreme parts of the garden or they will undoubtedly mix and degenerate culture fortunately the cabbage can be cultivated by the most simple and easy means it grows in most soils and produces its beneficial heads nine months in the year the ground must be rich or made so by a good coat of manure as they have strong tapering roots digging or plowing deep is very essential indeed this is too much neglected in the culture of all culinary crops to produce a constant succession of cabbages three principal sowings are necessary for the early spring and summer crops sow the seeds of the york nonpareil battersea and vanac from the 12th to the 25th of September. Each sort separately, on a bed of light rich earth, so moderately thick, 
broadcast or, or over the ground, if the weather be dry. Tramp in the seed with the feet. Rake evenly and smoothly, and finish by giving the heads a gentle beat with the back of the spade. If drought continues, water them a few times, and they will be up in eight or ten days. Towards the end of October, the strongest plants of this sowing will be fit to plant out. Prepare some rich, well-dug ground. Draw deep drills eighteen inches apart, and dibble the plants one foot apart in the row, on the south or east side of the drills, so as the plants may have all the benefit of the winter suns, and be sheltered by the tops of the drills from the north and northwest winds. After the frost sets in severely, lay straw thinly across the drills, which will fully protect the plants. On the approach of spring, remove it. These plants will be ready for cutting eight or ten days earlier than those that have been kept in frames all winter. The balance of the plants for the main crop must be protected in a cold frame, covered with boards or shutters, removable at pleasure. It may be made by any person, merely taking a few boards about one foot wide. Stretch them along in any sheltered situation, to the extent that they will hold the required plants of cabbages and lettuces, say twenty feet long and six feet wide, which will hold four thousand plants, which, after allowing a considerable portion for failing, will be enough for a large family. Sink in the ground shod posts of cedar or locust at back and front, and nail firmly thereto sound boards of oak or pine, the board at the back one foot high, the one on the front six inches. This, when covered, will allow the rain to run off. Throw up the earth close round the outside of the frame, to keep the water from entering under the boards or among the plants. If they are kept wet during winter, they will die off, or what gardeners call damp off, in fact, the drier they are kept, the more safe they will be. Give air in all clear weather during winter. In severe frost, they should remain covered all day, but expose them fully in mild weather. Take care that mice do not prey upon them. If they do, take as much arsenic as will lie on a ten-cent piece, Mix it with a tablespoonful of Indian meal, and lay it on a piece of tile or board in the frame, where it will be dry, which will soon destroy them. Early in spring, transplant to the compartments of the garden designed for them. Lift the plants carefully with a trowel, retaining as many fibers and soil as possible. The plants should all be assorted planting the strongest where the crop is expected to be earliest, so that all may come to maturity regularly. In their subsequent growth, if any fail or run to seed, supply the deficiencies with fresh plants. As the crop progresses, hoe frequently and deep, destroy every weed, and as the plants grow, draw earth round the stems, which will strengthen and forward them. The large late yorks, require the same care and treatment. They will mature in succession, according to the lateness of the sort. Where a supply of plants has not been obtained in the fall, it will be necessary to sow seed on a hotbed about the middle of February for the management of which see the article cucumber, 
only the hot bed will not require to be so strong, and a greater portion of air admitted to the frame in sunshine, and even a small portion at night when there is no frost, gradually hardening them as they grow, till they become fit for planting out, which will be about the end of March or first of April. I have seen, however, where the garden depended upon the exertions of the cook, or the dexterous management of the housewife, a good crop of early cabbage plants grown in the kitchen window. It is a lamentable fact that many of our otherwise industrious farmers would have no vegetables were it not for the exertions of the female portion of the family. The health and comfort of a family would be greatly enhanced by giving a full portion of attention to the manuring and cropping of a vegetable garden. It is absolutely necessary in this country that every farmer should be a gardener, and every gardener a farmer. For the late summer, fall, and winter supply, sow the seed from the 1st of April to the 1st of May, and is directed for the September sowing. The sorts are Early Dutch, Drumhead, Bergen, Savoys, and Red Dutch. Sow also a few large York. They will come in July or August, and be found useful for filling up vacant ground or patching. Transplanting may be in May, June, and July, as circumstances will admit. When planting out in summer, as the weather is frequently very dry and hot, the ground should be fresh dug. The plants carefully lifted, having given them a copious watering the evening previous, and their roots dipped into a puddle or mush of cow dung, soot, or earth, before planting, then dibble them in firmly, give a good watering, and a certain growth will follow. The rows may be two feet apart, and eighteen inches from plant to plant. The afterculture, the same as directed for early cabbage. When cabbage heads have been cut, the stumps should be dug up every week and deposited in the rubbish heap. It is a waste to allow them to sprout and grow, or decay and evaporate in the air. Some seasons, the fly, a small black beetle, destroys the plants as soon as they appear above the ground. Soot, air-slacked lime, and wood ashes sprinkled over them is in part a preventive. Others destroy them by having a hen cooped, allowing the young chickens to have free access to the plants, from which they exterminate the flies. I invariably grow my scarce seed in boxes, elevated eighteen inches above the ground, entirely out of the reach of this insect, which does not appear on elevated objects. This operation requires more attention and watering, but a certainty is always gained by it. Wintering Cabbage If you have not a dry, airy vegetable cellar, nor an open shed to spare for burying them, take a sheltered part of the garden and bury the roots, stalk, and part of the head in the earth, over which, in severe weather, place a few boards, or a light sprinkling of straw. In southern latitudes this is unnecessary. There they can withstand the climate. Cold sorts a small kind of cabbage, of a very tender nature and delicate flavor, can be successfully cultivated as directed for early cabbage. Where the winters are not severe, they, with broccoli and brussels sprouts, can be had for use the whole season. 
Cardoon Cenera Cardunculus Cardon French Cardonan German The Cardoon is somewhat like the artichoke, but rides to a greater height, and, with it, may be classed as one of the fanciful vegetables, grown exclusively for the name, or to please the fancy of some professed epicure. At least it has but little nutriment. The tender stalks, after being blanched, are either stewed or put in soups or salads during autumn and winter. Culture. This is easily accomplished by sowing the seeds about the middle of spring, where they are to remain. They succeed in soils of a sandy loam, inclining to moisture, well enriched by manure. Plant the seeds in a row six inches apart and one inch deep. When they come up, thin them out to one foot apart, as they require room to grow four feet wide and five feet high. Keep clean from weeds, hoe deep and frequently. About the beginning of October, when the plants have attained their full size, they should be prepared for blanching. Choose a dry day, and tie the leaves of the plant carefully and lightly together with matting or small hay bands, previously removing all the damaged or decayed ones. Keeping the whole upright, binding the plant closely round with twisted straw or hay bands, from the root to about two-thirds of its height, covering it so as to prevent the earth from coming in contact with the ribs of the leaves. Then earth them up the height of the bands, as directed for celery. In three weeks they will be sufficiently blanched for use, which they may be taken up as wanted. In severe weather, protect them as directed for celery. Carrot Daucus arbta Carrot French More German The carrot, says an eminent physician, is a most wholesome culinary root. It strengthens and nourishes the body, and is very beneficial for consumptive persons. Carrots are generally served to table boiled, with meats, they make an excellent ingredient in soup, and form an agreeable pudding. As an agricultural root, they are not surpassed for feeding cattle. Horses will do more work, and look better on them than on any other feed. It is supposed to have been introduced into Europe from the island of Crete, since which they have been greatly improved. The following are the leading varieties cultivated for supplying the kitchen regularly at all seasons of the year. Early horn is the most forward in ripening, and the best adapted for early crops, and in my opinion the best adapted for any crop. Although they are shorter than the other sorts, they require a less depth of soil, and can be grown much closer together. Its peculiar character is the taproot drawing abruptly off to a point. It is higher colored when pure, and sweeter in taste than the other varieties and can be sown as late as the 20th of July. I have this year a very excellent crop flown on the 28th of July, after the onion crop was taken from the ground. Long orange is the sort generally grown for a winter crop. It is paler in color than the former, and grows to a great length, 
frequently two feet long. Altringham is a bright red variety, peculiar in having from one to two inches of the top above ground. I consider this in flavor next to the early horn. It is excellent for a general wop, being a fine keeper for winter use. Long Surrey. This variety is but imperfectly known here. It is like the long orange, but of a brighter color. In soil of a deep sandy loam, it produces a heavy crop and is very suitable for the farm. Long White is much cultivated by the French for seasoning and for soups. On light, deep soils, it produces a heavy crop. Culture. In the culture of this excellent vegetable, a deep, light, rich, sandy soil, well manured, should, if possible, be employed. If the ground is not of this quality in the preceding year, it should be dug deep and well broken. If this is not done, the roots fork or spread in a lateral direction, injuring both their size and quality. It is very important to have an early crop. For such the horn sort only should be used. Sow on a warm border, as early as the season will admit. In sowing, a calm day should be preferred, as the seeds are very light. They also bundle together, and should be rubbed between the hands in dry sand or earth to separate them. The preferable way of sowing is in shallow drills, half an inch deep, and nine to twelve inches apart, which admits of the hoe being made use of in thinning out the crop and clearing off the weeds. As soon as the plants are up and can be easily observed, take a hoe of three or four inches broad to three or four inches apart. The main crop intended for large roots should be thinned to six inches apart. Frequent hoeing and stirring the soil, whether there are weeds to destroy or not, is very essential to the growth of the roots. From the first of May to the first of June, is the period to sow for a general crop, which will be ready to house about the first of November. As soon as the leaves begin to turn yellow, the roots can be taken up in a dry day. Cut the tops off about an inch from the crown, and pack the roots in dry earth or sand in the cellar for winter use, or they may be pitted out of doors, covered with two inches of straw and a foot of earth, to keep them from frost when they can be in use till the following. Beets may be kept in the same manner. Cauliflower Brassica ocrasia variety Chaufleur, French Blumenkohl, German This very delicate vegetable was first introduced into England from the island of Cyprus, about a century and a half ago. Since then it has been greatly improved by the skill of the gardener. We are inclined to believe that there are only two varieties of the cauliflower, though there are several sorts sold in the seed shops. The early and the late are the two, and even these have frequently very little distinctive character, where they are under the same culture and it is somewhat curious that the dutch prefer the english seed and the english prefer the dutch we have therefore to import the seeds from both countries every year to meet the ideas of the purchasers 
Culture. The proper seasons for sowing the seeds are, for the early spring or summer crop, between the 8th and 20th of September, and for the late autumn crop, about the 1st of April. The plants, as soon as they are two inches high, should be planted out in a bed of rich, light earth, three inches apart each way, so as to grow firm and stocky to remove to their final place of growth. For the purpose of growing them in perfection, a bed of the richest light earth, two feet deep, and one-third of it well-decomposed manure in an open exposure, sheltered from the northwest, is requisite the whole to be surrounded with a closed frame and covered with glass or shutters. It may be prepared about the 1st of October to receive the plants after the ground has fully settled, which will take two weeks. Lift the plants carefully with a trowel from where they were transplanted, and plant them 18 inches apart each way, into the pit or frame prepared for them. Give a gentle watering to the soil round the plant. Press it down firmly, and little or no more water will be required till the spring. Between each of these, plant a lettuce of the early butter or royal cabbage sorts, that will head in February and March, and be used before the cauliflower makes much leaf to cover the ground. It will be necessary to surround the frame with dry litter to keep out the frost, and to cover the glass or shutters with dry straw or mats in time of severe weather, observing to give plenty of air in clear, mild days to prevent the plants from drying or damping off at the neck. With such treatment we have seen cauliflowers eighteen inches in diameter and nearly as white as snow. When they are in a growing state, they should never suffer with drought. Allow a copious supply of water. If enriched, so much the better. Soapsuds is an excellent nutritive for the growth of vegetables. In the southern states, very little protection is required. Surround the roots with dry litter, and cover the plants in severe nights with mats or branches of evergreens. Be careful to supply moisture whenever the plants demand it, which is readily observed by the drooping of the leaves. As many of my readers may have not seen a cauliflower, nor know from the above what it looks like, to such we say, it is a kind of cabbage that produces within its long, pale green leaves a white head, very similar to a basin rounded full of the curd which is commonly called cottage cheese. This is about as plain a description of the appearance of this vegetable as we can give. In cutting cauliflowers, the head should be cut off with some inches of the stalk, together with most of the surrounding leaves, which should be trimmed down nearly to the circumference of the head, when for present use. But the leaves of those required to be kept a few days, or intended for market, should be retained in their full length. If the flowers are opening more rapidly than demand requires, they can be retarded a few days by folding the leaves over the heads. By this process, the flower is kept of a purer white, being defended from the sun. End of section 5A